Hi, I'm Alicia Farron. Shane calls me Lishi, and you're listening to Birchwood Podcast. Flesh and blood. Beside the singing mountain stream Where the willows grew Where the silver leaf of maple Sparkled in the morning dew I braided twigs of willow Made a string of buckeye beads But flesh and blood needs flesh and blood And you're the one I need Flesh and blood needs flesh and blood And you're the one I need I leaned against the bark of birch And I breathed the honeydew Saw a northbound flock of geese Against the sky of baby blue Beside the lily pads I carved a whistle from a reed Mother nature's quite a lady But you're the one I need Flesh and blood needs flesh and blood And you're the one I need A mockingbird sang just for me And I thanked him for the song When the sun went slowly down the west I had to move along These are some of the things On which my mind and spirit feed But flesh and blood needs flesh and blood And you're the one I need Flesh and blood needs flesh and blood And you're the one I need And when the day was ended I was still not satisfied I knew everything I touched Would wither and would die And love was all that would remain And grow from all these seeds Flesh and blood needs flesh and blood And you're the one I need Flesh and blood needs flesh and blood And you're the one I need Okay, welcome to Birchwood Podcast, Friday, August 16th. If this sounds a little different, it's because I'm in my car, because uh, I'm forced to multitask this week, and uh, I hate multitasking, you know? It's like the worst thing in the world when you got to do two things at once. Why can't life be just simple and not complicated? So I'm in traffic, I'm headed towards... St. Joseph's Hospital. My girlfriend's father uh, is in need of medical care. I guess it's non-urgent, non-life-threatening. 
but still, uh, care is needed. I'm not sure the uh, what happened to her dad, but I'm sure I'll get the full report later. Thank you for listening to Birchwood Podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing with a friend. It's always appreciated. And if you want to reach me, and uh, I'll read your email, by the way, because I don't get very many, so I will read your email. Birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you're thinking of the show. I'm just driving by construction. (laughs) Yeah, so this is a bit of a shit show. Maybe I should just change it from Birchwood to the shit show. I've seriously been flirting with uh, changing the name to uh, Burn After Listening. But uh, I'm trying to be less self-deprecating and see the beauty in Birchwood Podcast because uh, that's the trailer park that we are just about to move out of. September 1st is coming fast. Two more weeks and we will be out of the trailer park. We'll no longer be truly at Birchwood Trailer Park. So that's, that's that. Man, I want air conditioning on so bad, but it's going to really fuck up the show. But I'm too hot to not put on the AC, so there it is. It's on. And I am uh, driving down this one-lane, one-way street that seems to be everywhere in New Brunswick right now. If you're in New Brunswick, you're probably driving through traffic on your commute. New Brunswick, Canada, not New Brunswick, New Jersey, or other New Brunswicks that may exist that I don't know about. I'm in this one. That's my current reality. And um, yeah, so we are moving September 1st, but this will, for now, still be called Birchwood Podcast. And I'm flirting with the idea of changing it, but I'm not probably going to change it uh, because I do love the name Birchwood Podcast. Anyway, um, I have no guests this week. So I I don't know what exactly this podcast is going to turn into. I might try to do a phone interview tonight with one of my friends. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. But that's my life right now. I don't know what's happening. I I, No, that's not true. I do know what's happening. I'm moving. Uh, I got the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour coming up September 20th. So I got to get that. uh, The posters emailed off for that so that they can be printed and distributed. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be an exciting show, man. Glenn K. Amo, Arif Hussein, uh, who else is on the show? Dan McCarthy, Chris Hovey, uh, maybe Matt Richardson. I'm not sure if he's showing up. I didn't put him on the poster. Uh, I didn't put myself on the poster. Uh, I'm not even sure that I'm actually going to do the show. I've been trying to just kind of back away from it all back away from it all for a while and reassess. I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Oh, and by the way, September 20th uh, is extra important because it's going to be Mark Splude's last show ever. So if you're a big Mark Splude fan, host of the Splude cast, uh, podcast, and um, the Spawn of St. John, he's known for his radio days and his uh, amazing stand-up comedy. Uh, This is it. September 20th is his last show, and that's the Best in New Brunswick comedy tour happening at the St. John Marina, September 20th, 8 p.m. If you want tickets, look for the Best in New Brunswick comedy tour on Facebook, or if uh, you can just show right up at the venue uh, starting this Monday. 
so there you go. That, that's the bit of stand-up that's happening. Uh, there's a lot of stand-up happening. Uh, James Mullinger's coming back to Chuckles. Uh, what else is happening? You know, just go to chucklescomedyclub.ca. That's the comedy club in St. John. St. John's first and only comedy club right now is at uh, the Parkway Mall in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. So if you're in the area, it's the best comedy club, first comedy club uh, in St. John and the best comedy club in Atlanta, Canada, in my opinion. Yeah, we've got Deborah Giovanni coming up, John Wing coming back from America's Got Talent. Man, there's so many great, great comedians. Steve Hofsetter, so many great comedians. Uh, ChucklesComedyClub.ca. Yeah, we're the best in the business, baby. We really are. And I hate to toot my horn, but uh, toot, toot. Right, so this is me uh, recording a podcast for Friday, August 16th. And Saturday, August 17th, I will be camping. I will be camping somewhere. I love camping. I love toasting marshmallows. I I love pitching the tent. I've become quite good at pitching a tent. Uh, Yeah, because we're not rich, uh, so we don't have a camper. We don't go glamping. We actually blow up air mattresses and... uh, but it's still quite nice. I have a little cook stove. I recently bought a griddle for it. And we used it in Grand Manan on Grand Manan Island in New Brunswick. Uh, so we went camping. When I say we, I meant me and Lishi. We went camping at uh, Grand Manan Island in New Brunswick. We had to take a big ferry ride. It's about an hour and a half, two hour ferry ride from Black's Harbor. New Brunswick to Graminan Island, and uh, it was spectacular. It was an amazing trip, and I had so much fun. Um, wow, what a great time we had! And I needed that, you know. I really needed that. I've just been so, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know the word for it. Stressed, you know. We've been having a lot of things in our life lately that have been very stressful. Uh, moving and and all, and I got a new job and everything. So um, yeah, a lot of adjustments, a lot of changes in our life. Uh, my one of my best friends in comedy decided that he's going to retire uh, way too early, in my opinion. And but whatever. I mean, if he's happy, he's happy, right? But. Uh, if he's happy, you got to support it. There's always part of me that's so arrogant to think that some of the guys who quit that are really good stand-ups should just keep going, you know? That's what I think. Well, why, who cares what I think? It's, it's up to them. It's good for good whatever's best for them, you know? I try to police myself a little bit when I get start getting attitudes. You ever do that? You know, start being judgmental maybe? Start looking down on people or, or, or thinking you know what's best for them. That's just not true, you know. You don't know what's best for somebody else. All you know is what's good for you. So, yeah, I am uh, looking forward to doing more stand-up comedy this fall. I'm opening for uh, 
James Mullinger in the Imperial Theatre in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada in uh, March. I believe it's March to check my calendar. Um, yeah, so if you want, if you're interested in my stand-up, um, just check out Shane Ogden Comedian on Facebook and uh, or Comedian Shane Ogden on Insta or at Funny Shane Ogden on Twitter and you'll find me. You'll find me. You'll know. You'll see. Anyway, man, what a good bunch of guys I work with at the, uh, at the heating and cooling company I work at. We're installing a lot of heat pumps. It's, uh, it's still hot in New Brunswick. Wherever you are, I'm sure it's hot. It's been a hot summer, but I guarantee the deep freeze is coming. We seem to be a bit, uh, the, the weather seems to be bipolar thanks to global warming and it, it kind of matches my uh, matches my bipolar disorder I, I get it I understand the weather better than I ever have raining sunny cloudy windy hot all in the same day I get it I, I understand that change and, I, and I live with it every day Man, like, I could be having the best day in the world and then my mood will drop. You know, that's bipolar. That's bipolar disorder. And uh, it's not fun for your friends and family. It's not fun for people around you. Uh, You know, it's just like you, you get one shame coming into a room all smiley and happy. Next thing you know, boom, the bottom falls out of the mood and you start feeling sorry for yourself. You start feeling... Deep, deep sorrow. I wish that everybody that didn't have depression or bipolar disorder or um, some other form of mental illness, I wish they could understand. Just to just have one day where they're bipolar and then, you know, then maybe they would have more empathy. Because I really find... That even some of my best friends are empathetic to a point, and then they become very judgmental, which I understand. It's a, it's a hard thing to grapple with, and they have to simplify it. They can't they can't just roll with all the changes, and they don't even understand all the changes. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to. Uh, hard to go through life like that because you just want to get on with just want to get on with your life you know you don't want to stay in these uh, dark corners of your mind for very long you know you want to just oh shit I'm supposed to be going somewhere and I missed the exit that's what happens when you're recording a podcast when you should be driving anyway don't worry guys I got this we can, we can make it right. Just like my driving and my uh, bipolar disorder. It can all come together. It can all be fixed. I just have to turn around on the next exit. Maybe that's what I should do with my moods. You know? I just got to turn around on the next exit. I got to leave this sorrow or this sadness or this anger and go uh, directly to happiness. 
to Cotton Candyland, where you're giggling and just constantly being uh, celebrated instead of um, the opposite. So, uh, yeah, lots of great things happening. Oh, we started. I started telling you about my trip to Grand Manan with Alicia Lishi, my Lishi. Um, and we reconnected. It was amazing. Uh, I fell back in love with her. I never fell out of love with her. It's just... We both have um, issues, you know? We both grapple with depression and different things. So, sometimes you forget how good your life is. And uh, this weekend, I did not forget... I, I got I got myself into a point where I started to remember you know, what I loved about her and, and more than that, you know. Like uh, she's my life partner for sure. You ever get that feeling? Sometimes it leaves you, and then you you figure out that you were wrong, but not this time. This time, I know that this person I'm going to grow old with. I can honestly say, I would be fucking blown away if Alicia left me. I, I would I would be so shocked. And I think... I think she knows that. No, I don't even think... I know she knows that I would never leave her side. And that's uh, that's how it is for us, you know? We just know. And that's a good feeling. And uh, this trip to Graham and Ann rekindled our uh, our romance. I don't want to make you barf, but we really were uh, in love on this trip. It was a nice trip. Um, we laughed. You know, we were friends on this trip. Um, we had a campfire and uh, smoked a little weed, drank a little beer. And giggled the night away. I bought a... Uh, <laughs> I bought this s'more maker um, at the dollar store for $4. And uh, I paid way too much. $4 was way too much for this device. I'm telling you, it was the biggest piece of shit product I've ever bought in my life. It's supposed to fit four graham crackers, okay? Well, eight if you include the tops. Do you, are you a top? maker. Do you make your s'mores with the bottom and a top? Because that's what I did. And I put marshmallow and chocolate in the middle of these graham crackers and I, I I put the cage down and I fastened the thing on the handle. If you've ever seen a s'more maker, it's like you know, kind of a shopping, small shopping basket that kind of clenches it in like a sandwich maker, but anyway it's hard to describe, but it, it holds a s'more it holds four s'mores and she started laughing, you know, you gotta realize, we were buzzed, and we, we <laughs> she's like, how is this gonna work, you think it's just gonna go toast the marshmallow golden brown perfect, and then, you know, and then what, not burn the graham cracker, and I'm laughing, I'm going, well, they must make them for a reason, so I, I held it up <laughs> over the fire, and uh, immediately melted the chocolate into liquid, and almost so much chocolate liquid, it almost put the fire out. And then, <laughs> the marshmallows 
were not cooking and the graham crackers burned uh, beyond edibility. So, it was a complete disaster and we laughed so hard. You know, you ever just get that belly laugh, man? That that good laugh, you know? That one that just, oh man, makes you laugh so hard that you can't even breathe and you're afraid that you're going to pass out or throw up and you get a good cough going after. You know, those laughs, man, they get all your uh, endorphins open up and your adrenaline kicks in. You just feel so alive, man, and that's how much we laughed. And, uh, you know, and then we told each other how much we meant to each other and, and uh, yeah, and that was... That was a trip. And it was a great trip, too, because, like, we got to play tourist. I mean, the cliffs there are so cool. It's just amazing. Um, You know, if you don't know, the Bay of Fundy uh, in New Brunswick is uh, ocean, right? The the, uh, Atlantic Ocean. Uh, The highest tides in the world are in New Brunswick. So we're standing on top of these rocks, man, and they're like, they got grass and trees on top of them, and they're uh, sometimes referred to as flower pot rocks, you know, and we're on top of this uh, peninsula, kind of, you know, and uh, we walk out across this bridge, and and on either side of the bridge, there's this cliff, and uh, it's amazing, dude, it was so amazing, um, there's a lighthouse on the end of this cliff, and trees and ocean and man we uh, we walked right up to a helicopter landing pad we took our selfies up there and and looked out at the beautiful ocean we saw a blue heron giant bird uh, soaring over the ocean and looking for fish and uh, man it was just such a great time you know it was beautiful uh, and it started to rain around supper time I got a little depressed because uh, when I camp, when I go camping, half the fun is cooking, you know. So, um, Leishy decided to uh, step up and say, well, why don't we cook anyways? Even if it's raining, we'll go to one of those outdoor barbecue things. So, we found one of those at a uh, estuary, I guess they call them. It's like a place for birds. And uh, and as as we were cooking in the rain underneath the canopy uh, these birds were floating by us and then the rain stopped and the sun was setting and some steam was coming off the lake you know like fog and yeah man it was beautiful it was one of those rare moments in life where everything was as it should be but I'm at the hospital now and I gotta pick up my daughter so my wife-to-be can take her father in to get treated by the medical professionals at St. Joseph's Hospital. So I hope you enjoyed (laughs) this segment. Um, I don't know what's going to happen if I'm going to do another segment at home or if uh, maybe I'm going to maybe I'm going to have an interview with somebody over the phone. I'm not sure. I'm going to piece this one together, folks. I promised you an episode every week, and that's what you're going to get right here on Birchwood Podcast. Hi, 
Hi, this is Shane's girlfriend, Alicia. Don't forget to click that subscribe button and share this podcast. Oh, that's perfect, actually. I didn't know who I was going to get to do the podcast this week. Uh, It's kind of summertime. I'm in between shows. Uh, and And I... I really didn't want to interview the person I interviewed when I interviewed them, but it turns out to be one of these great things that you don't expect, you know? Um, Basically, I said to Alicia, look, if you want to do the podcast, I want you to do the podcast. I've always wanted to interview uh, my girlfriend, Alicia, on the podcast, but... I didn't know when the right time was or what we would talk about. So I just kind of put it on the back burner and she was kind of pressed into service because I didn't have a guest. And it turns out this is the best interview I've ever done. Uh, We laughed, we share stories, we tell you how we met and you get to see uh, the Lishi that I know and why I love her so much. So this is my interview with Alicia Farron. You nailed it. (laughs) All right, so we're doing this interview. You're very nervous. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. I I will admit this is weird. Like, to interview someone you live with, like, day in, day out, we see each other. But, you know, I found this with my mom and I found this with my sister. Like, how much you really know people? Like, how much do you really, like, you don't interview people you know. It just sounds so crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty weird. It is pretty weird. But um, I love you, and you're an important part of my life. So I wanted all my listeners to know about you. Um, you know, where? Uh, let's start with when we met. Can we do that? Okay. All right. So I go to a party. Why was I at that party? You have, it's like you have my memory. <laughs> Um, Holly invited you. Why did she do that? Um, I don't know. You guys met at the comedy shows, I think, and she just really liked you. Yeah, Holly is like everybody's mom. Yeah. Kind of. Like, she has these big, elaborate parties, invites tons of people, and then... So, you've been her friend for years, right? Um, Yeah, quite a few years now. Yeah. She's like a second mom to me. Yeah. And I... Just knew her from selling her comedy tickets, and she's got a big family and a lot of friends, so, like, a lot of those people would come. And then, you know, I ended up at her party at the same time. You're there. I think you're beautiful. I don't remember having already met you. (laughs) And I had already been crushing on you. Yeah, well, (laughs) I didn't know because I was so oblivious. I feel like... I had met you for the first time at this party. Like, when I looked through all those people, there were a lot of people there, I felt like you were the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. And you were standing there with a tall gentleman. (laughs) And so I assumed that you were together, and... We weren't. You weren't? (laughs) Well, (laughs) we had broken up and we're spending time together still as friends and seeing whether or not we were going to work things out or not, but things were already kind of on the outs with us and 
I guess we were just still kind of hanging out and weren't sure if we were completely ready to go separate ways. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we got laughing about something. We were talking about... Do you remember what we were talking about? Because you told me this story. Oh my god, it was like somebody assaulted someone with poop. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, like, you brought it up to me. And I don't know how we got on that topic, but... I think it was like you were trying people... to help me with my material. Like, you were like, you should talk about this on stage. Because you had recently been laughing about it. I think I was just trying to be funny to impress you. Well, it worked. And I think that... It was on the news or something, and someone had, like, run up to someone and put, like, a bag of poop down their clothes or something. <laughs> and I, I apparently thought that that was... Yeah, no, didn't she put it in her pockets or something? Or I don't know, she was clearly had some problems. Well, I don't remember if it was a girl or a guy. I can't even really remember the whole news story, but I asked if you had heard about it. I don't know how... And I didn't. I, I was there. laughing the whole time, and we were having this great time together, and then I looked at your ex-boyfriend, and then I kind of backed away a bit because I thought, oh, like, this must be really awkward for him if I'm... <laughs> sitting here laughing with his girlfriend. So yeah. I didn't know the whole story. Yeah. And because I have a terrible memory, I kind of don't remember what happened next. I mean, we I know we started hanging out. I know we went to the dog park. Was the dog park our first official date? Well, you know, I can't really remember because I know you shared a post about Sparkle and I had said, like, we should go to the dog park together sometime. And you thought that I was just interested in your dog and wanted to walk dogs together and yeah like honestly i found it like um a little bit annoying like i was like <laughs> like why do you want to walk your dog with me like great like i'd rather date you or something like I, I <laughs> well <didn't... laughs> once we got chatting on facebook i don't know how but it came out that i was actually interested in you and that's when you invited me to go on a date with you to crane mountain Oh, right. <laughs> and I, I was trying to be funny. And I was at work, and I was like, hey, guys, like, what's Crane Mountain? And the kid there was like, that's the dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm really funny. But I can't remember. I think we did go to the dog park first. I set you up. I was like, I'm going to tell her. Like, And I thought about that in my head, and I, I started laughing, thinking, like, oh, my God, that'd be so funny to tell her that. And I, But I... I kind of, I don't know, I feel like I maybe carried the prank too far. Because I was like, yeah, I'm going to, if you play your cards right, I'm yeah. going to take you to Crane Mountain. Like, you know, you didn't know I was joking. No, because no I didn't know what Crane Mountain was. <laughs> so when I asked people at work, I was just like, oh, it, what? The dump. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> it's the landfill. And did we ever actually go to Crane Mountain together? Was um, there a time when I threw out garbage or we something? We have since, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I did tell said ex-boyfriend that I had met someone, and oddly enough, he said, was it Shane? Or is it Shane? From that time, just that one occasion of us meeting at that party. See, he knew. Yeah, he, he knew, knew that we, we fell hit in it love. off at the party, yeah. yeah. We didn't say we loved each other. No. For a long time. I don't think it was that long. Well, it felt like a long time. I think it was the same summer. <laughs> I, I was like... Because we went to... I was it. like, I gotta be an adult. I gotta be an adult. You know, like... Because all of my other relationships, I was like... I was always the guy to say, like, I love you! <laughs> like, and then it was like, oh, you don't love me back? That's right. I met you seven minutes ago. 
<laughs> and now, like, so for you, it was just like, oh, it was like I was holding like a precious gem in my hand. I was like, I can't lose it. Like, you never, you ever like hold something like a piece of jewelry and you're like, oh my God, like, I can't lose this. I, what if I drop it down this? What if I don't, yeah. you know, that's how I felt with you. Like, oh, I, babe. I, I didn't want to fuck it up. So I was just like, okay, when, when can I tell her? Don't tell her, don't tell her, don't tell her. So don't tell her was going through my head a lot. I didn't and know that. Yeah. And that's why when you said it first, <laughs> it, it shocked me Yeah. because I don't know, girls don't usually say it first, right? Yeah. I was pretty happy you said it back. <laughs> yeah. It's a leap of faith, isn't yeah. it? But, but we felt it a little, like, I mean, there was... I don't know. I feel like we felt it. It was pretty magical going down the river tubing that day and stopping on our tubes and going for a swim and, you know, putting my whole head under the water and, like, ruining my hair and just getting <laughs> wet and still going out to dinner with you afterwards, even though I looked a mess. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> and yeah, when you said I love you, you were reaching for my hand because when you're tubing, you're trying to, like, you're constantly trying to paddle and pull each other close Unless you tie yourself together, but we were we were not tubing experts at that point. <laughs> no, and uh, so we kept drifting apart and reaching out our hands, and then one, when we were reaching for our each other's hands, you said, "I love you," <laughs> and I almost froze, but I said, <laughs> "I love you too." I really love you so much, I and love you uh, too. what's great about you know being your spouse. I don't know, it's weird to say. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. It, but I like spouse better than fiancé. Well, Because we know, aren't married. more significant. Than... By law, or no. by God, or whatever. But we are, we are common law. It does seem been more living together for... than saying, like, girlfriend or boyfriend. Because I yeah, I don't like, like that, though. I don't like committed than that. Yeah, I don't like calling you my girlfriend. No. It feels like I'm in junior high. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I mention, you know, my boyfriend, that it seems like I'm with someone that... Yeah, I just in seven nothing. years I'll be 50. You're my fiancé. Yeah, but like I hate the word fiancé. Yeah, it just sounds like it's like someone that I'm like, you know, seeing how things go with when it's like, no, this is my person. Yeah, that's why you always get upset with me when I say I like you more than a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I enjoy that joke. I'm not sure if it's getting old for you or not. But. No. Um, so... That's a pretty cool beginning, man. It was yeah. a pretty cool beginning we've had. And then you became my kid's stepmother. Yeah. So that was not something that... Did, did you know I had kids right away? Um, I, I don't remember, but I think so, because I had you on Facebook, and I would have seen pictures and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. But at the time, you know, you were with someone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was married for... Yeah. Off and on for... 13 years over a 16 year span and yeah so I just saw you as like a crush that I was never gonna you know be with until you did become single and then thank I god guess it became a thank, possibility thank, at that time I, thank didn't, I god, still didn't think it thank was thank god she wanted to divorce me oh, because <laughs> no really because I would have never known how happy I could be remember like on the beach when you like I don't know I don't know what you did but it was like you made me feel so loved you know yeah. like it i can't even put it into words like you were just so thoughtful and i i had di i didn't know that people could love each other like thoughtfully that we could be mindful and and really like you'll 
do little things for me, like you'll bring me a coffee or you'll, you consider me. Yeah. Right? Which is, and I don't blame my ex-wife. I just think that when you're at odds and you're not in a really good relationship like the one we have, I think you sometimes take the other person for granted, take their feelings for granted, certainly, because you're in your, you're trapped in your own world because mm -hmm. you want to get the fuck out of the relationship. You know what I mean? <laughs> But I'm I so... think it was the way I was just kind of like stroking your head and like looking into your eyes that you kind of like teared up and yeah, I, I never felt so loved and uh, <laughs> and that continues to this day and like I was really happy with last weekend when we went to the camp trip yeah on the camping trip <laughs> I don't know why I'm the worst person to do a podcast because sometimes my mouth doesn't work but um or my words or the ability to speak English but I. I really felt like we reconnected on this camping trip that we went on this weekend, I, this past I weekend. I so, too. Yeah, it was really nice. It was in Grand Manan on Grand Manan Island in New Brunswick, Canada, for my listeners. And we had to take a boat to get there. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Took us a while to get there. Yeah, somewhere I've always wanted to go. We met lots of nice people on the boat. Yeah, a lot of people were, like, there for their first time and were celebrating, like, anniversaries and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it was, like, a happy... Yeah, everybody Anniversary was so happy boat. to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it weird. It's pretty cool. And then to have Sparkle with us, our dog. and Yeah, oh, wait. Let's backtrack a bit before we continue yes. the camping uh, trip uh, story because Sparkle is a key factor in our relationship. She is. She is, and she has her head on her pillow right now like a human. Yes. And she's listening to the podcast. She is. Just like my... <laughs> she's a, a lot... This is my first live podcast. She's a... a member of the audience she's listening <laughs> okay so spark tell the tell my listeners how did sparkle come into play how was she in our relationship well like i said when you shared a picture of sparkle on facebook and i had known that you had become single i kind of got the courage to try to reach out to you but probably wouldn't have known how to do that if it wasn't for like me having a dog, Taz, <laughs> and you having a dog, and that was kind of my way of, I guess, yeah, just kind of my excuse to be able to message you without coming right out and saying, like, hey, I think you're cute, and like... <laughs> oh, yeah, so that was a nice in for you, like, yeah, it, was it was better than... In. Yeah, and it was more comfortable... Yeah, it seemed more normal that you did that. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I was like, I didn't understand it, because I'm dumb sometimes, and I was just like, why is this lady wanting to walk her dog with me? <laughs> but, um... I remember you saying, like, you know, wouldn't it just make more sense if, like, she walked her dog in St. John, and I walked my dog, like, in, <laughs> yeah. West, in Westfield? Like, why, why get together to walk That's how, dogs? That's how... I guess I just felt like you maybe were like a bit out of my league like I couldn't I didn't expect you to like me you know what I mean I just yeah, thought pretty naive when we were oh, talking big time. thought that I just wanted to know about your because I make <laughs> I make people laugh all the time yeah but I, I don't equate that with any sort of you know like uh, I'll make people laugh and then the evening is over yeah you know I don't expect that I'm going to become friends or people girls will like me because I'm funny i expect to move on because i've always moved on 
because I was never a ladies man. Like I never was the guy who picked up or anything like that. Like I was the guy who was always left over. Oh. Ha 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 ha. Well. But I, I would often make people laugh the most. Yeah. But there would often be a better looking comedian than me. Well, <laughs> yeah. I definitely crushed on you for a while, but you were off limits. Like I said, like you were with someone at the time. Yep. So I just never thought you were someone that I would ever you know, talk to or see outside. You of the were comedy a total club. gentle lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were. We you never were did polite mention and... our first date, by the way. Oh, we didn't. No. Okay, so I thought that was the dog park. Well, but like the actual like first time you took me out, do you remember when you came to pick me up? <laughs> and it was raining. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so crazy. So I had like picked out a dress just for this date. Yes, I had never, I don't even beautiful. think I had ever done that before. I went dress shopping and got was my a, hair done. Was it a white dress with white and black dress? No, okay, <laughs> it wasn't. I, I, have a ter- I have a terrible memory. Do you remember no, what the dress it, looked like? It was different colors. I, I don't remember exactly. Oh, it was pretty though. Yeah. Yeah, and your it was hair, like, your I hair think was it had pretty. Like blue and orange and different colors yeah. in it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of like. I was like. Uh, in denial, of course, because I have low self-esteem and everything, but, like, you came out of your mom's house. Yeah, because at the time I was, like, renting at my mom's, yeah. Yeah, and you had an umbrella, <laughs> and the umbrella you couldn't get to work? Was well, that right? because, of course, I, like, decided on this dress I was going to wear and got my hair done, and then it rained, and I never use umbrellas, but my mom happened to have an umbrella she could lend me so that I wouldn't get my hair ruined and whatnot. But yeah, I came out with this umbrella, and then when I tried to get in your car, I like didn't have to close it properly, and like struggled at the car door, and like awkwardly got in your car, like <laughs> trying to close the umbrella. And, yeah. But when I saw that you had, you know, done your hair and put makeup on and stuff, I I was like, oh, she this is a big deal to her. Like this is. I must be important to her. Like, this must be an event. Like, because I felt that way. I was trying to, And then that night you told me that, like, you were probably going to be going to Nunavut to go to work. And I was like, oh, okay, this is his way of letting me know that, like, he's not really interested long term. Like, this is You thought I was a piece of shit. Because you were just like, oh, well, he just wants to be, like, have a quickie with me and be gone. Well, he just wants to, yeah, I mean, this is just this is a date and it doesn't really mean much to him. Like he's letting me know now that like he's leaving, you know, going far, far away to work. No. And in my head, I'm like, I, I, uh, by that time had a, a real serious crush on you. And I felt the energy of you liking me back. But then I was just like, Oh shit, I have to go to Nunavut. I gotta tell her right now. And I'm like, this is his way of letting me know that like this isn't gonna be anything. <laughs> it was my it was my way of trying to be considerate of your feelings that if you didn't want a long distance relationship, like shit, this is kind of a bad situation. <laughs> well, I definitely wasn't looking for a long distance relationship. So Sparkle keeps coming back into our lives, into our story. Yeah. Because okay, so you saw me taking pictures with this little dog on Facebook, yeah. right? Because I was lonely. I missed having a partner, yeah. you know? Because when you get a divorce, you're just cut off yeah. from any kind of affection or, you know what I mean? So, and even everybody for those dozen years or so that was my family, like often the man will take on the wife's family. Yeah, They're all gone overnight. So I'm literally alone and I have this little dog. <laughs> so I 
can't tell you, like, the bond that I had with that dog before you came along. Yeah. And so this is kind of an, I've had a bond with this dog, and then I lost it for a while, and then it kind of, kind of came back recently. But, like, when I had to go to none of it, you volunteered to <laughs> take so my dog. Crazy. Because at the time, I just moved home, and my mom was like, what are you doing? Like, now we have this extra dog here, because I already had Taz. And I didn't really know your mom then, so, like, this is all, like, A big really cool for me to, to her. her. <laughs> yeah. And like, in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Sparkle won't pee unless you take her outside. And I was working a different shift at the time, so instead of working overnights, I was working 3 to 11. So I had to kind of rely on my mom at times to help take care of her when I was at work. I didn't know it was so, like, crazy. <laughs> I kind of knew from you telling me, but... And got her fixed while you were gone, because, well, yep. we won't go into that, but you remember... Our problems with her needing to be fixed yeah yeah that we'll leave it there yeah but i i could say i send you i sent you money to look after her but it was like she was your dog yeah it was like i don't know if this doesn't work out what i'm gonna do because she's mine now and no <laughs> i think but i think i was okay with that like because i mean she got me through the divorce because i didn't like she really was my friend my only friend for a while yeah and I did have a bond with her. But I also knew at the same time, I'm going to be, okay, this is my life now. I just travel to work. I never thought I would find a job here. I thought I'd always be working away. Yeah. This is probably better for the dog. And she loves the dog, so she's a good person. So I'll just leave her the dog if she leaves me. That's what's going through my head. Well, I don't think she was your only friend. I mean, Dale and Julie were there for you a lot. That's and true. I think it... But it seemed like you, she was all you had, probably, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, when you go to bed, yeah. you know, like, when you get up in the morning, like, you know, it's like... She's who you had to come home yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, Dale and Julie and I are friends, but, like, we, we don't talk every single day, you know? They're like, not there to cuddle you, I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nor do I expect them to be, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, I go to Nunavut, you look after this dog, and the dog starts well being your dog and and <laughs> she to this day follows you to the bathroom won't let you go anywhere without her like <laughs> has to be right with you and is happiest with you and you you love this dog yeah she's my girl and so back to our camping trip oh wait weren't we talking about our first date well, yeah you never continued about our first date. Right. We, went, we went from the car, like yeah, me so getting you, in the car to you, being You over. fussed with the umbrella, <laughs> you finally get the umbrella under control, we're in the car, and did I decide to take you to the Island restaurant? Island Girls, yeah. Oh, the Island Girls restaurant. So I was like, I'm going to take you to Island Girls, because I think Dale had just told me what a wonderful restaurant Island really? Girls was. I think so. That's where I got all my great knowledge. Did you think I was this like connoisseur who knew all no the great restaurants? Why, I had no idea why you took me to Island Girls. I thought it was probably because you were about 10 years older than me and it seemed like kind of like... An <laughs> like I had the seniors coupon? Yeah. Oh my god. No, just kidding. Um, I don't... I, I remember we talked in the car for a long time before we went into Island Girls and I think that I kissed you before we even went in. Oh, you did. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, and that was like um, forward, mm. but 
you know, you're you're the you're the move maker. You told well, me you love me first. You <laughs> kissed me first. Well, I mean, we did sit in the car and talk for a long time. Yeah, before a long we went time. In, but still, a long that, time. That was pretty. We fun. probably talked like half an hour before yeah. we went into the restaurant. But like, I was so nervous, and I I've always never been a first move guy because I always think, what if I go to kiss this person and they don't want to kiss me back? Yeah. But you just had to get it over with. It was going no, through your head. I just. I think you wanted to kiss me. Well, things were going really well, and yeah, I was attracted to you, and I was excited, and I felt like you liked me back. I guess. Uh, oh, so, that's good. I'm glad yeah. you felt that way. Yeah. Because I did big time. And I was really excited after we left dinner, and you like wanted to take me bowling because I'm like, oh, like if he wasn't feeling it too, he would have probably brought me home. <laughs> but like you were like, you know, do you want to do something else? Like. You know, it was like you didn't yeah. want our date to be over. So. It was my first date in 16 years. So, yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty important to me. I was like, what do you do in this century? Like, yeah. So, and you kissed me when we were bowling in between turns. and Yeah, we were basically together at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still together. Yeah. And I don't feel, I really don't feel like any different than when we first met. If anything, I feel more in love with you. Oh, babe. It's true. And I don't know why that is, because every other relationship I've had, it just fades every right? minute I'm with the yeah. person. Yeah. I'm like, well, when is this going to be over? Because I, you know, I'm, I'm not enjoying it as much as I did in the beginning. <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't matter how many times you drive me crazy. The magic is always still there. <laughs> <laughs> I do drive you a little bit crazy. Sometimes, but yeah. I'm sure it's pretty even. <laughs> yeah. But our listeners have probably started puking by now. Yeah, probably. How much we love oh, my each God. Other. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, no, it's not all wine and roses, though. No. No. <laughs> You've hardly touched your champagne. <laughs> Do you want me to tell that story I or mean, not? I mean, you can. I don't know. It's not a long story. We were, it is. We were at uh, Dale and Julie's <laughs> wedding. And they let us uh, stay in their spare room at the Shadow Lawn. It was very fancy. And we were kind of making fun of how fancy it was because we're not fancy people. And um, so you bought some champagne? I think. We went. We must have went to the liquor store and like, decided get, to keep it fancy and went yeah, with champagne. Yeah. We've both never had champagne never, before. No, yeah. we, we don't even like champagne. But no. like, <laughs> I think that, like we were just giggly and everything. And then... We poured the champagne, had a sip, and cheers and laughed, and then we were getting into bed, and, and you looked at me with bedroom eyes, and you were like, you've hardly touched your champagne. <laughs> that, was just, I, that was it. I lost it. It was so great. I laughed so hard. Um, and we laughed really hard on our trip. <laughs> we went to Graminette. Okay, so we met all the anniversary happy, first-time people that went to this island, and it really is incredible. It, there's an, I don't think of New Brunswick as a place with islands. Mm. We have islands, and yeah. it's not the islands that you picture in the postcards with palm trees. It's rocks and <laughs> cliffs, and but but really cool and and um, you know there's a lot of different birds in New Brunswick. Like it's a beautiful place, but um, different than islands you may imagine. And we had to take this ferry ride. It was about an hour and a half. Uh, out to this uh, island called Graham and Ann. Everybody was happy on the boat when we got there. Um, we were happy because we had stuff we knew we were going to do. We were going to go to the campground. and uh, So I wanted to get the tent set up first. So we went and set the tent up. And uh, I had practiced. This is how exciting 
camping is for me. I'd practice the day before or a few days before and also to let the tent dry out. But like I was thinking in my head, like I'm going to get real good at this so we don't have to waste <laughs> a lot of time when, you know, so I can get to cooking or whatever. So set up the campsite and then we, what did we do? We were going to get something to eat. No, we were going to, oh, see the bird sanctuary. Yeah. There's a Castilia Marsh, I believe it's called. I think so, yeah. And we were going to go see that, and it started to rain. Is that right? Um, I think I'm a no, little out of order there. Yeah, no, we went to the marsh, and we, like, walked along the beach a little ways, but of course, like, we didn't have binoculars or anything, and so we could see some birds in a distance, but it was nothing, like, spectacular. It was kind of like, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll come back later, and maybe we'll see some birds. Right, and then we went to Swallowtail. Yes, which was mind-blowing. Like, how beautiful was that? Oh, my God. It, I can't even believe it's in this province. When people said, go to, you know, check out Swallowtail, and there's a lighthouse, I was like, oh, okay, great, let's go walk and see this lighthouse, like, sounds really exciting. Yahoo! But... Another fucking lighthouse in but the But it Maritimes. was breathtaking, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I try to describe it, um, I, I mentioned it in my introduction, yeah. but I try to describe it to them as like a peninsula, but it's on top of these cliffs, kind of. Like, when you think a peninsula is attached to a landmass, otherwise it would be an island. Mm. And it pokes out like a peninsula, but it's like it's like you're on top of what we call flower pot rocks. Because in New Brunswick, we have the highest tides in the world, so there's ocean all around you. And at the very tip of this peninsula called Swallowtail, there's a lighthouse, and then... Also a helicopter landing pad. Yeah. Which is where we took our selfies. Yeah. Well, we took pictures all along the way. Yeah, there's but beautiful we, trails, and that yeah. bridge was really nice. So when we poked out of that trail into the wooded area, and then we poked out, and we looked out over this beautiful seascape, and there was big, tall, towering cliffs, and what did we see flying there? <laughs> a heron. <laughs> yeah, a heron, and they are a big bird, massive bird. Like which we do. Often they remind see here. me of pterodactyls. Like they remind. Like okay, they don't look exactly <laughs> like pterodactyls, but the size and the wingspan and everything. Like yeah. they, it seems like they're not real. Yeah, I mean, and they're beautiful. A pretty majestic bird. <laughs> yeah, so we really enjoyed that when we got up to helicopter landing pad. Oh, there was those annoying kids, remember? Oh, my God. I w they were banging on that yeah. bell. And I wanted didn't... to throw them right off Swallowtail. I wanted to throw them <laughs> right off the cliff. It wasn't so bad at first, but then it just kept going. They just kept yeah, they have banging this, on that For some reason, bell. they have a bell. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Maybe the light keeper for the, for the lighthouse used to have to bang a bell and near the warn the house. ships or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, near the light keeper's house. And the kids started banging it. And at first, we were like, huh. Kids will be kids. And then they just kept banging it for like a five-minute period. And we were both looking at each other like, we're going to kill these kids. Yeah, like even once they moved on, one kid just stayed behind and kept pounding on it. And I could just like <laughs> feel it in my head. Like I started getting a headache. And Yeah, I think yeah. they may have been looking for a reaction. And they almost got one, but they did stop short of driving us insane. <laughs> yeah. Finally stop ringing the bell. So we got up to the helicopter landing pad. And of course, we have Sparkle with us the whole time. So we're walking her along. And... and um, then it starts to rain. Yeah. And then I go into a depressing spiral. Yeah, you were, like, just... You Distraught. Were yeah, you were sure that, like, our night was doomed. Yeah. <laughs> it was over. It was ruined. How did, how did How did you... You talked me out of it. You got me happy again. Well, I thought there was a possibility that the rain would stop and that, like, the sun might come back and, like, you know, maybe everything would be okay because you were like, you know, how are we going to cook and, like... 
you know, we're not gonna be able to have a fire, like, everything's gonna be wet, and, like, I was like, well, you know, maybe the sun will come back, and, and if not, we'll just have to spend time in the tent, and, like, I don't know, we'll play games on my phone, and maybe we'll just snuggle and have time together in the tent, and you were just, like, still so down, but then I thought about the marsh, like, it had those, like, the picnic tables with the canopies or whatever you would call over them and so I thought well you know we could cook food there and then you know hopefully by the time we get back the rain will have stopped and we can have a fire and you would put the wood inside the tent wasn't it so at least our wood was dry so we go to this marsh and you know we set up the stove under the canopy and you you know we're cooking there and sparkle come out and I remember putting my little like plaid shirt around her to try to help keep her warm and dry and and it was just so beautiful the sun come out and we got to watch it set and I know now we're being all mushy mushy again but it was beautiful there was all those geese you know like I think we yeah, counted well, almost 25 geese floating like we by. didn't go we went to that bird sanctuary earlier we saw no birds hardly any <laughs> a few seagulls in the distance then we're back it's raining we're cooking under the camp roof or whatever you call those yeah. picnic table roof things. I don't know. That's things. why I said canopy. I'm like, canopy. I, I don't know. <laughs> whatever but like, called. we were planning on going right back to the tent site. So if it hadn't have rained, we hadn't have gone, we wouldn't have gone back there. And it was so nice cooking there and having our food and like watching the sunset once it came out again and just oh. watching the families of and the we geese. Had, and the geese and the sun going down. It really was a Norman Rockwell painting <laughs> we were standing in and it was strange. <laughs> And the potatoes were so good. The Little Potato yeah. Company. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Little Potato yes. Company. It's not really. <laughs> but I think the Little Potato Company should send me money because that is probably the most anyone has said Little Potato Company in a podcast. I bet you. Anyways, so we cooked them. They took forever to cook, but God, they, they were did. good, weren't they? Roasted red they were pepper. delicious. Yeah, yeah we've got to get another pack for this weekend. <laughs> Maybe two packs because the kids will have some. <laughs> and we'll just know, hey. Cook the potatoes first. Yeah. If we're going to eat in an hour, well, let's start the potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a lot more propane for this weekend. Yeah. We're going camping again this weekend, so yeah. I'm excited. But, um, so, yeah, so we cooked, the sun went down, it was beautiful. We got back to the campsite. I mean, it's not raining anymore. We lit the fire. And then I brought out my s'more maker. <laughs> and it was probably like one of the highlights of our camping trip. It was that funny. <laughs> so he tells me before we go on this camping trip, like, I bought this s'more maker and like it's going to change making s'mores. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what? Like, are we not going to roast marshmallows for s'mores anymore? Like, things are being so simplified in this world that like, what do you mean you're you're changing how <laughs> s'mores are done? Like, kids have it easy enough nowadays. Are you telling me when we take the kids camping, they're not even going to have to roast marshmallows and like cook their own s'mores? Nope, like, because I've got a $4 s'more maker from the Dollar Tree. I'm like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Not even thinking about like, how is this contraption going to work? I just assume, okay, like he's made s'more making easier and for me, it kind of takes from the whole camping experience. Like, things aren't supposed to be easy. Like, you got to work for that marshmallow. Well, thank God it wasn't <laughs> easy because that thing did not work at all. Oh, it was great, though. <laughs> so I put the graham crackers inside the little com- cage compartments of the s'more maker. And I can't describe a s'more maker to the listeners other than to tell them that it's a, 
a thing that holds something almost like a sandwich maker. It's kind of a shopping cart material. It's hard to explain, but it holds graham crackers perfectly. Looks like something you could maybe put hot dogs in and close it and cook them over the stove. But kind of, like, yeah. This, yeah. Anyway, so I put the <laughs> chocolate in. I made it, and you immediately start laughing at me. You're like, what do you think is going to happen here? The marshmallows are going to be golden brown. It's going to cook perfect. She said, that's not going to work. Like and I start laughing. So I'm... I haven't even got this over the fire yet. I'm already laughing. Then I put it over the fire and the chocolate melts immediately, almost puts the fire out. Yeah, I mean, like the graham crackers were burning. I, I, you know, I'm They're like, black. The, yeah. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> destroyed four I'm like, the graham crackers are going to be burnt by the time the marshmallow melts and then like all the chocolate's dripping into the fire and and of course we had a few drinks in us yeah so we just are like laughing oh maniacally really God. like laughing so hard that we were worried the other campers were going to get pissed and think we're insane <laughs> because we were just like laughing out of our minds but i mean so what did i end up doing just putting it in the fire. I just threw the whole thing in the fire. Well, because we I was like, how are you even going to get them out of that? Like, you're holding this over the fire. So now it's this metal. metal is heated. And you've got these burnt <laughs> graham crackers with marshmallows that aren't even roasted with, like, chocolate just oozing into the fire. Like, oh, my God. It was oh a nightmare. Oh, my God. That was, it was great, though. It was totally worth the $4 just for the laughs. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was so much fun. I, I love spending that time with you. And we don't get a lot of time with just you and me and being no, away. And I'm really looking forward to, though, this weekend to going camping with the kids finally, though. Yeah. We never really got into that a lot except to say, oh, because I said, did you know I had kids? You said yes. And then you became their stepmother. So I guess what's it like being a stepmom? Um, I don't know where to begin. Um, it's awesome. I never wanted to date a guy with kids originally. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't even anything against kids. It was like, I just didn't know if I could do the whole co-parenting thing and the ex thing and like just jump into this parent role. And like, even yeah. though I've worked in group homes over the years and like I've worked with kids, I don't know. I was never sure if I'd have my own someday and just didn't know what it would be like to date someone with kids. So I did typically... I guess I kind of avoided it. I didn't really yeah. think that I would like it. And, you know, I guess when I fell for you, it was like, you know, okay, well, he has these kids and, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. But, I mean, I basically just kind of jumped into, you know, the role of being a stepmom overnight. And it just felt so... It just felt so right. I don't know how to explain it. I just love the kids so much and you know they're just such great kids and i just feel like i kind of jumped in head first and started you did um neither amy or i could their mother um we couldn't skate and you could skate and yeah. it was time for ella to go skating at school they do their annual skating trip and uh you took her skating and it was a perfect opportunity for you guys to get to know each other, Despite really. hating mornings, too, right? Like, early on, it was like, yeah. oh, right, right into the parenthood thing, get up early, like, <laughs> go skate with a bunch of other children. and. But see, that's the perfect way to be christened as a parent, you know, <laughs> is to jump right in the fire. But you did it with grace, and um, and I can't tell you how much that means to me. Like, if it wasn't for you, Ella would go to school in clothing that doesn't match or fit and she would have hair that was messy and I know all that would be fine but it's so nice to have you around to 
make sure her hair is brushed and, <laughs> and to be your friend. Remind you when it's shower night. And, and to be your friend. And, you know, <laughs> like, you know, divorce is hard on kids. So, like, it's really nice that, you know, you love them so much and take care of them. And, and it's same same with Tony, like my ex's new husband. Like, I'm really happy that there's more good people in their lives, you know? And I couldn't have picked, really, like, you know, a better... Um, I don't know how to, how to word it, but like a better ex to co-parent with. Like, I just always thought I wouldn't want to date a guy, you know, with kids because like maybe the ex would be really like hard to deal with and cause like a lot of problems and drama in her life and it would just be messy. And I mean, she's been great to co-parent with. And so I've never really feel like I've had to deal with the nightmares that you hear of some couples that, Cause you know. Because it can be a nightmare. Yeah. 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 I often say to people, if you're going to have an ex-wife, make sure it's Amy Nelson because, <laughs> because she is, you know, today she drove uh, Ella's swimsuit up and left it on the door handle. You know, you'll when you go to pick up the kids, you'll stop and talk and say yeah, hi. Yeah, we pet have the dogs each other on and, Facebook, and we can yeah, send, we can message it's a each little, other. And... It's a little unsettling, <laughs> a little bit, just in a jokey way. But actually, it's, it worked out quite well. Actually, one time we went to their house for Ella's birthday. Yeah, I've never thought in my <laughs> lifetime that I would ever date a guy with kids, let alone a guy with kids whom I would also be sitting in that ex's home having dinner <laughs> i know i know it was strange um it was so much more like it was strange to think of but like when we went it was you know it felt it felt fine like yeah. it felt like normal once we got there it was like oh this is no big deal it is but... a strange thing to say out loud but when when we were in that situation everybody was really nice and she had a nice birthday and everything so it was good and um that's that's everything i can really possibly imagine to talk about um, I just kind of wanted people to know you a little because I, I think about you a lot and you're a big part of my life. I feel like we've talked about, you know, a lot of important parts of like the beginning of our relationship and about our camping and stuff lately. But one really important thing that we have left out, even oh. though his name was mentioned, is Taz. And, oh, right. And if I didn't have my dog Taz, then I probably wouldn't have messaged you about your dog Sparkle. And not only that, but, you know, Taz has become so important to you that I just never thought that I would find someone to be with that loves him as much as me. And Well, I know people joke about, you know, animals being their kids, but Taz really is your son. I think you actually said something like that before we were even dating and knew each other. I think yeah. you were doing a set and mentioned about people calling, like, their pets their fur babies and yeah. i definitely don't call them my fur babies i was mocking it then yeah you know and i was like oh he's my baby in my mind <laughs> <laughs> and my and the joke was a very simple joke and lots of comedians have told versions of it which is like it's not your baby like you know <laughs> you could put it in a garbage bag and throw it off a cliff and the cops wouldn't come looking for you you know <laughs> But well. uh, do that to a kid, they'll come looking for you. Whatever the joke was. And it was kind of a mean-spirited, mocky kind of a joke. But now I'm now that I've been with you, I'm so much an animal lover. Like, <laughs> I haven't told that joke out of guilt. Because, like, I feel like Taz is my stepson. And as I have, you know, this co-parenting thing with your ex, you know, we have Taz's dad that he, we share custody as well with my dog's father, you know, an ex of mine that, you know, it's like takes, Jerry Springer with dogs. Yeah. Like my dog goes with his 
father um, every other weekend, and you know. Right. So just to set the table a little bit neater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Taz was a dog that you got with an ex-boyfriend, Matt. Yeah. So I will sometimes, you'll be working, and sometimes I will take my stepson, <laughs> also known as our dog Taz, I will take my stepson to his father's house, <laughs> and I will let him, I will open my car door, and, and I'll say, go see daddy, and he runs right up to the door, barks or scratches, or sometimes just stands there and wags his tail, and his dad opens the door, and he goes in, and he has a different life yeah. <laughs> for maybe a weekend or yeah. a week or whatever it is. And it's so cool. <laughs> it's just so cool. And Taz is like this pudgy little white dog. And Sparkle's this skinny little black dog. <laughs> and they're so great together. Like they... Uh, the only time they ever really fight is like over a bone or something. But yeah. they really are a nice couple of dogs to have. I mean, they bark a little bit when people come to the door, but... They're really not yippy dogs, and they're really playful, especially Taz. I find Taz is really, really playful. I think he, like, taught Sparkle how to be playful. Like, she started mimicking his playful behaviors. and He's been a good influence on yeah, her. Yeah, she's become yeah. more playful, for sure. <laughs> no, but I, I do. I've never loved a dog so much like I love your dog, Taz. I don't know what it is. I want to get a tattoo of him. He's my <laughs> spirit animal. He's my mascot. He's my best friend, like... I just love him. His his eyes are so expressive. Yeah. I feel like I do know what he needs sometimes. Like, yeah. I feel like he knows when I'm... Like, sometimes I'll be down in the dumps, and he'll just jump on my lap and lick my face, and <laughs> I just, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you do love me. Like And Sparkle seems to be that for me, like, as much as, you know... Sparkle's I Sparkle's your emotional support dog. Yeah, like, if I'm, like, feeling upset, Taz will, like, you know go hide under the bed or something but sparkle is like you know she knows if i'm stressed and wants to be like right beside me whereas taz is like oh, i'm not really feeling your energy like i'm gonna go hide under the bed for a while and just do my own thing but she's just like she's my shadow you know she's she's my she's my best friend well <laughs> when my ex-wife gave me that dog i thought it was a curse but turns out she's my lucky charm yeah well, this has been We Love Our Dogs with Shane and Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love our love story? <laughs> I think I think it is a good story. And I, you know, I mean, I just, uh, you know, I, I love you. And I, you mean a lot to me. You mean more to me than I could ever express with words. And thank you for doing this interview. I know well, it wasn't super easy. <laughs> well, I definitely like you as more than a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a party I don't wanna be at And I don't ever wear a suit and tie I Wondering if I can sneak out the back Nobody's even looking me in my eyes Can you take my hand, finish my drink, say shall we dance? Hell yeah, you know I love you, did I ever tell you? You make it better like that Don't think I fit in at this party Everyone's got so much to say
at a party we don't wanna be at Turn the top but we can't hear ourselves Speechless, I'd rather kiss them right back But all these people all around are crippled with anxiety But I'm told it's where I'm supposed to be You know what? It's kinda crazy cause I really don't mind Can you make it better like that? Don't think we fit in at this party Everyone's got so much to say Oh yeah, yeah Cause I don't care when I'm with my baby, yeah All the bad things disappear Yeah, you're making me feel like maybe I am somebody I can deal with the bad nights When I'm with my baby, yeah Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Cause I don't care as long as you just hold me near You can take me anywhere You're making me feel like I'm loved by somebody talk differently when you're being recorded because you were saying it and because you said so like you sound like there's like a layer of sweetness like you're a little bit well, it sweeter was an introduction but i, I like felt it. like i had to do a nice introduction i think you did well i tried i think you nailed it okay <laughs>